another episode of the hoop talk podcast by fans for fans i'm ryan there's my guy jalen what's up everybody this podcast is where we discuss all things basketball so expect a lot of hot takes debates and a true display of basketball knowledge let's get right into it our topic is what startup leagues mean for the sport of basketball we're going to dive into different startup leagues including the big three the drew league and the basketball tournament jalen what do startup leagues mean for the sport of basketball so I think the first thing that you have to take away from any startup league is just the fact that it's giving other people an opportunity to be able to play basketball, whether it be on, you know, a semi-pro level, whether it just be a group of guys in the gym, no matter what the circumstances is, it gives people of any age, diversity in terms of ethnicity and religion, different things like that. It doesn't really factor those things in in terms of whether or not you can actually participate. These are not leagues that require crazy athleticism, extreme skill, different things like that in order to be able to reach like the NBA, for example, that we're asking somebody to reach the highest level of basketball. I think the biggest thing about startup leagues in terms of how they've grown the game is they've allowed, especially us as young people, the chance to see different levels of basketball from the ones that you're accustomed to. The typical rundown for watching basketball is typically maybe the middle school slash AAU run, high school, college, overseas potentially, and the NBA. With these startup leagues, what's really changed the circumstances is they're deciding different ways to get different people involved and also putting a lot of different spins on it. Um, You're probably going to go into it a little bit later in terms of stuff, especially the big three in terms of like certain rules they've applied, but they, they've kind of put this spin on the game in a way that you don't have to be the biggest, most athletic or greatest shooter in the world to be able to step on that court, enjoy yourself and be able to do well. I would say for you, a, for the viewers, can you give um, them a little bit more background about some of these leagues? And then B, what is your take on their growth, of the, uh, on their impact on the growth of basketball? Yeah, I think you mentioned a lot of the leagues or some of the leagues that I've mentioned, the TBT, the Drew League, the Big Three. It helps the sport of basketball grow. I think mainly it provides an alternative for fans who want more basketball in the summer or aren't fans of the NBA. This is a prime example of people who love the sport of basketball who want more basketball. I think the TBT is one of the greatest tournaments in the sport of basketball. It showcases players who are from colleges like Syracuse, Dayton, Marquette, West Virginia, etc. as teams and like alumni teams. Their players hope for an opportunity that they can get in the NBA or overseas or even in the G League. Every time I watch the basketball tournament, I think of overseas elite. They've won the event a couple times, and they just picked up Joe Johnson. I think they're a team that you have to watch, and I think that they're one of the reasons why I think the basketball tournament has become such a success because 
they kind of remind you of like a team like the Golden State Warriors and like how dominant they have been in this tournament. And then they also showcase teams that play for like that play for a cause, like the Jimmy V Foundation. It's definitely more than basketball. The Drew League, speaking of much more than basketball, I think the mm-hmm. Drew League is definitely something about more than basketball. The Drew League is definitely something I like about the sport of basketball because most of the time teams and players are focused on winning, but you feel like the league is not all about winning. I feel like this specific league is about why you play. It kind of brings you back to what made you want to play basketball in the first place, which is honestly the feeling I get when I think of the uh, Drew League. And then you see like players like Kobe Bryant, Paul Pierce, Baron Davis, James Harden, Kevin Durant, Paul George, DeMar DeRozan, all great players who made an impact on the court and decided to take their game to the Drew League. And then you look at the big three. The big three, I think, is one of my favorite leagues because it's about showing the past of basketball. We said in the last episode, I kind of regret not really watching basketball in the 2000s because that was some of like the best basketball played at the time. For me, this gives me a chance to see some of the best players in the past play in a very interesting setup. So they play 3v3. You have one free throw in which if you make it, you get two points. You also have a limited shot clock, which is pretty cool to watch when you're trying to get the ball up. You have to think about trying to make sure that you get the ball up within that time. Not to mention that there's a four-point shot. When you watch players hit it, it can kind of bring your team back in the game, and it also shifts some momentum toward your team. And considering like how deep the four-point shot is, it's almost like shocking how like when somebody hits it, it's like, wow, somebody hit it. Like, this is amazing. Some of the notable players in this league were Chauncey Billups, Steven Jackson, Brian Scalabrini, Mike Bibby, Ricky Davis, Rashard Lewis, Al Harrington, Kenya Martin, Allen Iverson, Deshaun Stevenson. I think all the leagues give fans a chance to see what makes basketball great. So I first have to thank you for kind of giving a a little bit of breakdown for each of the leagues because they all have a different way of flexing their brand. I mean, the TVT, like you said, it's almost like a big organized alumni league with a lot of other NBA veterans included with it. The Drew League, I mean, they take guys from anywhere. Basically, if you can hoop, it's like the equivalent to Rucker Park. If you can hoop, step out here, please put a jersey on that's the same color as mine, and let's go hoop. And then with the big three, like you said, it's almost like the ghost of basketball passed, but, like, nobody broke their hip yet. Like, everybody out there is somebody that, you know, like you said before, if you watched early 2000 basketball, they were hoopers, you know what I mean? Even, I mean, and they pay so much homage to the originality of the game in terms of its history because think about some of the coaches that they've also had as well, Dr. J being one of the most notable ones for that league. I think the biggest takeaway from every description that you listed, though, is the word opportunity. And when we talk about what startup leagues mean to the growth of the game of basketball, The chance to be involved, the ability to be able to showcase your talent and it not be confined to you have to go to a a D1 school or you have to make it to the NBA to be able to get the chance to be involved in some of these opportunities. Yes, the big three has a lot of ex-NBA players, but in, in this last edition of the big three, a player from the Drew League was was part of the draft. I mean, it's one of those things that 
I think they all understand what they can bring to the table, what they mean for the rejuvenation of certain people's careers in terms of giving them a second chance to maybe make it into the NBA. I think they also understand what it means for some of the younger guys, especially in the TBT, to be able to get that first chance. And I think bigger than all of that, the main thing is that they all have the common goal of trying to give fans basketball in any way possible. You know, there's, it, it's funny It's funny that the NBA is 82 games, and a lot of times fans kind of look at it and go, oh, the regular season takes so long. We just want to see playoff basketball. It's not that competitive. I think the thing about it is with some of these startup leagues, they're more competitive out of the fact that a, they, they pretty much have a lot more on the line. We're talking about either earning roster spots, earning a chance back into the league, or just trying to prove that you still got it. And then B, the other part about it is because the games are so confined, because the scenes, seasons are so much shorter, because especially with places like the TBT and the Big Three, the tournaments are so refined to that knockout system, that it puts a lot more edge on them where with a lot less games, we get a lot more exciting moments. The NBA never lacks them, but I feel like it's one of those things where we have to wait so long to get to. And these are little opportunities that give us the chance to see kind of the beauty of basketball in a more refined way. My question to you would be, do you feel like startup leagues are something that's going to maybe create some kind of coalition and create their own league separate from the NBA, something on a grander level than just being a startup, but something with the ideal of trying to rival the NBA? Or do you think the fact that they're in the startup phase is exactly what makes them special? I don't really see each of the leagues really rivaling the NBA. Um, I think the NBA is just one big powerhouse, and I feel like nobody can really take it down. That, With that being said, I feel like with the startup leagues, there is definitely a lot of exposure for being in a startup league. I feel like watching the, the basketball tournament, I think because as a fan, I always want more basketball, I think this is a great alternative for me to see not only a March Madness-style tournament, but also – a lot of new guys I've never seen before and a lot of guys that weren't really highly touted in college and weren't really highly touted in high school getting an opportunity to play in this league. And I feel like in terms of like the basketball tournament, you already have a deal with ESPN where they're basically covering your game. So you're getting nationwide coverage. I feel like that's something that the Drew League kind of lacks. I know I know the big three definitely has a deal with uh, CBS now. They were on Fox. Now, they are, now they're on CBS. But I feel like the Drew League kind of lacks like a mainstream deal. I know the, the historical significance of the Drew League. But I feel like they should go for mainstream attention now. I feel like there's a chance where they can really convert now once you get a lot of the top college stars and the NBA stars playing for that league. You get a lot more mainstream exposure and I feel like with the Drew League they have a chance to really capitalize on the success that they've had for nearly four decades since the league was funded in 1973 so I feel like when you're talking about leagues like the Drew League and the basketball tournament and the big three 
two out of the three leagues have some sort of mainstream exposure. People know what the Drew League is, but I feel like you need to get that nationwide attention. I think that there's a chance that the Drew League can really capitalize on it. And I feel like the big three and the TBT are already capitalizing on the mainstream success that they had. I think one of the big things to factor in when you're talking about going mainstream, obviously, is the fact that, like, going back to my question, the idea of trying to actually rival the NBA, you know, even after I asked it, I kind of was like, eh, can anybody, even if they try to, like, bring themselves together, say the TBT, Drew League, and Big Three were like, man, let's create a network. Like, I still feel like it would just be, A, I don't even know how it would really go together. They all just have different purposes for why they do what they do. And B, it just still seems like a very tall task in comparison to, like, a conglomerate that is the NBA. But I think the mainstream aspect of it, I feel like although, yes, I feel like it's something that would definitely change the game in terms of how they're considered or how they may be recognized in comparison to other leagues like the NBA or, you know, even the NBL over overseas and things like that. I think the fact that they're not as mainstream as those other leagues is what kind of makes them special because of the fact that, you know, we just did a topic on underground uh, on underrated players beforehand. I mean, I think the idea of being kind of the underdog league, the idea of kind of having guys come up and make their names in some of these other leagues or even put more respect on their names if you're somewhere like the big three, you know, it's just a really interesting opportunity for everybody to be able to like really showcase who they are, what they do on a more, you know, close up level without it having to be so across everybody's TV screens and things like that. I think it's one of those things that the NBA has a lot of the pressure of trying to hold up ratings and numbers and things like that. And so it puts a lot of emphasis on a lot of the marketing and a lot of the monetary stuff. I feel like with the TBT and Drew League and Big Three, that atmosphere, the involvement within that atmosphere is what really changes the dynamic between some of the startup leagues and some of the more, you know, well-known leagues like the NBA. Yeah, and I think you mentioned with the Drew League, maybe I was a little bit overzealous when mentioning that they really need a mainstream success to be to be successful. I feel like they really don't need it now I think about it because for a league like the Drew League that's really only based on trying to make like a community impact and just trying to bring people back to like why they're playing basketball, I feel like even though they probably won't be able to rival the NBA or the Big Three or the TBT and other startup leagues like that, I think it gives people a chance to just be able to love the sport of basketball again for what it is. I think it goes back to like how passionate you are about the sport. Like, why are you playing the sport of basketball again? And I think when I look at the jury league, maybe that that's the impression that they're supposed to give off. Now that I think about, it, I don't think they're really going for like mainstream success. I think they're maybe just going for the passion of the game. If you know what I mean? Yeah, definitely. And I think that's the big thing too. Um, going back to the the comment about monetization I think uh, your take about the passion of the game is important as well because I mean we just had this topic about the best era of basketball and one of the points that came up was the idea that you know the way contracts are handed out nowadays it almost seems like you just have to be good at something within basketball in order to be able to maintain a spot on the roster and then also get paid 
pretty big money. So I think these leagues, because they don't have that great of an alternative, it really comes down to grit, competitiveness, your love for the game, things like that. And it, I think it makes the, the play a lot more special because it reminds us, again, kind of like we said in the other topic, what made special made basketball special for us? What is it that drew us to basketball? And I feel like these little startup leagues tend to embody that. Yeah, I have to agree with you on that. And it, it kind of goes back to why you play the sport. I think that there's a chance that maybe the Drew League becomes mainstream. Maybe the big three can rival the NBA. Maybe they could take away some viewership and maybe increase their ratings a little bit. Maybe the basketball tournament will have more guys from the NBA and college and guys from overseas trying to just relive why they're playing the sport and doing it for a reward too in a March Madness style tournament, like I said earlier. So I think that this was a really good discussion on what startup leagues really mean and kind of the importance of the leagues themselves. Definitely, definitely. And I think the biggest thing about it is, you know, we just wanna we just wanna bring more light to these leagues because as as a basketball podcast, as basketball lovers, we want to be able to give everybody an opportunity to be able to learn about what it is that makes this game so game so great. And I think just zeroing in on the NBA or just zeroing in on NCAA basketball, I feel like it doesn't do the game that much justice or as much justice as it could because the game has taken many different forms. It's brought many different players, players come and go. And little leagues like these, they pay homage to the history. They show, you know, some of the key qualities that we enjoy in basketball like going back to the topic of the growth of the game, it's just one of those things that just gives you another chance to see why basketball is one of the greatest sports in American history. I agree. I agree. This was a great discussion today. And on the next episode, we're going to talk about the first team, all DMV squad. (laughs) 